0: Okay, so we are wrapping up this week's study. This is lesson 16. If you have not listened to the Bible study yet, you're just coming in. I encourage you to go back to enter to Bible study and then to do lessons one through 15 so you can catch up. But we are currently handling the temptation of Jesus. We have been in uh, Matthew 4, and then we were just covering how Jesus is hungry. He has not eaten for 40 days. He's been out with the wild animals. He has been tired, and it's rough terrain, we can assume, from everything that's gone on. And he's by himself. I mean, he has the Holy Spirit with him, we can assume, because it says the Holy Spirit led him there or drove him there. But you know, Jesus is in a place very weak and very vulnerable from a human standpoint. And so Satan has been trying to tempt him to turn stones into bread to prove he is the son of God. And then he took him to a high point of a temple in Jerusalem and said, if you are the son of God, again, all these goads, right? If you are the son of God, Satan knows who he is. He knows who he is. <laughs> And it's so ridiculous that he's saying this, you know, if we take a step back and really consider it. But again, like Satan delights to deceive, right? He delights to doubt and to cause division. And so in this situation, he's trying to fill Jesus with doubt over him actually being God the son in this situation where he's in human flesh, you know. And so he says... If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it's written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. He's quoting from Psalm 91 here, and that is just bizarre, (laughs) so crazy that Satan is quoting scripture to Jesus. But again, this verse is not talking about jumping off of a high building so that the angels will protect you. And so Satan is taking this out of context, isn't he? He's trying to use it for his own schemes. And we see him doing that in Genesis 3, where he tells Eve, has God really said that? Is that really what he said? Oh, but he knows if you did this, you would be like him. You'd be like a God. And, you know, he likes to take truth regarding a situation and distort it. So it has almost the same sound, but it's totally wrong. And he's trying to do this with Jesus himself. And Jesus again responds to scripture. Verse 7 says, Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written, You are not to put the Lord your God to the test. And this is from Deuteronomy 6, 16. So Jesus is responding word for word with God's own word. And he is not saying things like, whatever, Satan, or like, get away from me. He's allowing this temptation to occur. Again, he's our ultimate help and sacrifice. He's our ultimate example. He is being tempted in every way, such as we are. But without sin, but I think it's interesting that Jesus, God, the son, the one who could respond any way he wanted is still showing us an example of responding with scripture when we're in a moment of doubt or temptation. And verse eight says, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, I will give to you all these things. If you will fall down and worship me. Wow. What a statement. And, you know, we understand that Jesus is the one who has been given all things, and that ultimately the world was created for him and through him. And we've covered all that in our lessons so far. We also know that Jesus ultimately is the one who will rule and reign forever on the throne of David, as has been prophesied in the Old Testament. And there is an already not yet aspect to the rule and reign of Jesus. These things have been decided and there have been big steps taken to ensure this is going to be the case in the future. But for now, the Lord in his grace is is waiting for those who will be saved to be saved. Jesus is not reigning on earth right now physically. He will one day, but it has not happened yet. And Jesus is waiting in submission and in love and in obedience to the Father's good plan for these things to take place. And here Satan is trying to tempt Jesus to grab what he wants, what he's been promised even, what will occur because it's God the Father's plan. Satan's trying to tempt him to take it early and to take it inappropriately. I think this is often how we're tempted, isn't it? Satan likes to tempt us with good things, but at the wrong time. You know, maybe it's a sexual relationship with somebody where God created sex and He made it for a husband and a wife and a marriage relationship between just the two of them as a way of love and intimacy and a way of glorifying God. But if you are desiring that relationship above all else, then you might take steps to see that occur before the right time. You might live in your mind and your thought life in a way that does not please and glorify God because you are wanting things that are good before you can biblically allow yourself to enjoy those things. And this could be the case for anything, right? Like spending money that you haven't earned yet, (laughs) or maybe you want a child so badly that you are pursuing it with everything and spending money on trying to conceive and you cannot wait on god's timing and said you are full of a desire to have what you want now and it's a good thing to want a child it's a good thing to want a family and so that might be your justification for allowing it to become an idol of your heart and for pushing to have that be attained no matter what Not trusting God and his timing over your life for these things. So it's interesting to see here that Satan is tempting Jesus with something that is good, with something that is his and will occur one day. But he's tempting him to do it now, to take that now and Satan's way, which is never God's way. And so it's interesting to see how Jesus will respond to this. Then Jesus said to him, "'Go away, Satan.'" For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And ultimately, this is Jesus seeing right through the charade that Satan's playing, right? He knows what Satan wants. He doesn't want Jesus to get his kingdom early. He doesn't want Jesus to prove he's the son of God. He is the son of God. He doesn't need to prove that. Satan wants his terms to be met he wants to be the one who's in charge who's calling the shots he wants to be the one that's worshiped ultimately satan wants to be god himself and jesus sees right through him and he responds with get away satan for it's written you shall worship the lord your god and serve only him and again this is a quotation from deuteronomy 6 13 and so jesus again is responding with scripture this is why it's so important for us to know scripture How are you going to respond in times of temptation if you don't know the word? If you're waiting for one day when life potentially calms down, even then you're not going to seek God, by the way. If you don't seek him in hard times, you're not going to seek him in easy times. But you're know you waiting for this one day to happen when the battle's happening right now. So you need to get your armor on right now. You need to go to the smithy. (laughs) You need to spend the money on the gear you need to protect yourself right now. And so I just encourage you guys, this is why we study the word. We want to know what God has to say for us and for our today. We want to know God's truth so we can combat lies and error with truth in our own heart, in our own minds, in our own lives. So praise God for Jesus' example for that. So verse 12 says, now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. So we now have skipped ahead over the period in the gospel of john where john the baptist points his disciples to jesus because we see here this part of matthew is when john the baptist is imprisoned so let's go ahead and go quickly to luke 4 and see if he has anything else to add on the temptation of jesus before we go back to our main text in john 1 Okay, so Luke 4's account of the temptation of Jesus says, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were completed, he was hungry. So the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, order this stone that it become bread. And Jesus replied, It is written that man will not live on bread alone. And he led him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and their glory, because it has been handed over to me, and I can give it to whomever I want. So if you will worship before me, all this will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And he brought him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It is said, You are not to put to the test the Lord your God. And when the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until a favorable time. That is super interesting to me that it says here, until a favorable time. I was listening to a podcast recently by Joyful Journey, excellent podcast. I can't recommend it enough. It's out of the Ministry of Faith Lafayette, Biblical Counseling Ministry in Lafayette, Indiana. And they were talking about prayer in temptation and the importance of that. And I'll actually share that in the show notes because it's an excellent podcast, but From what I remember them talking about in the podcast, they said, when the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until a favorable time. And they pointed out in the podcast that Satan is always going away to come right back again, right? Like he's always waiting for another time, waiting for another opportunity. And that's something to keep in mind when we are resisting Satan, when we are relying on the truths of God's word, is that you know there will be a season of blessing, maybe a season of of freedom, but don't let your guard down because he's going to come right back. <laughs> While we're on earth, this is how that looks: living our life day to day in a way that glorifies the Lord takes constant vigilance and constant intentionality regarding applying God's word to your life and to your thoughts every day, because he'll come right back when it's a more favorable time okay and then it says and jesus returned in the power of the spirit to galilee and news about him went out through all the surrounding region and he began to teach in their synagogue and was praised by all okay and then it starts talking about he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and according to his custom he entered in the synagogue on the day of sabbath so this is interesting because if we scroll down a little bit This is when he has gone back up to Galilee after being baptized by John and after being tempted in the wilderness. And from my understanding, he is not going up to Galilee until he is called some disciples. So this transition period here between verse 13 and 14 is where I think we come in in our passage in John. So let's go to John really quick. We might be able to get a few verses into John before we call it quits for this lesson. But John 1, and we were down here at, um, this is Jesus, and he sees him coming, saying, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, in verse 29. And then it says, verse 30, this one is the one about whom I said, after me is coming a man who is ahead of me because he existed before me. So we, from what we've been studying, we know that John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. Jesus goes into the wilderness and is tempted for 40 days. He comes back and is actually coming back into the region where John the Baptist is. is before he goes up into Galilee again. And John sees him and testifies that this is him. Verse 35 says, On the next day again, John was standing there. And two of his disciples with him. And looking at Jesus as he was walking by, John said, look, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speaking, and they followed Jesus. I love that. (laughs) I love that. John the Baptist is like, there he is, the Lamb of God. And his two disciples are like, well, that's him then. This is why we were following John the Baptist, because he was supposed to point out the Messiah to us, right? And then he says, there he is. And they're like, bye. (laughs) Like, and they just follow Jesus. I love that. I love it because that's the heart of someone who truly is looking and is ready for God and is repentant. You know, they they want to be with Jesus. And so when they see him pointed out, they're like, peace, you know, and there they go. So, and the two disciples heard him speaking and they followed Jesus. Verse 38 says, and Jesus turning around and seeing them following him said to them, what do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi which means when translated teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about the 10th hour. So I don't know what the 10th hour is. Let's look it up real quick. The 10th hour in the Bible. The 10th hour is about 4 p.m. or about two hours before sunset. Cool. So it was later in the day is essentially what it was saying. And they stayed with him that day. So we're getting into some really exciting parts of the ministry of Jesus. Now that the ministry of John the Baptist is kind of coming to a close. He's pointing others to Jesus. Jesus has started his ministry officially, and he is now going to be able to start calling disciples. This is an exciting time. And so... Oh, this is so cool to get to spend this time with you guys looking into these passages together. So we are done with our lesson 16, but I trust you guys will be back with us next week as we go through even more study and ensure that we understand the purpose of Jesus coming, why it was significant, and what it means for us today. So I love you, ladies. I'll talk to you later.